Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, my name is Bernadette El-Hadidi and I am NHS Employers Area Head of Engagement for London. Welcome to the first of a two-part podcast series on bullying and harassment in the NHS. In this episode, I will explore some of the issues we face and how we can tackle them by catching up with some key figures within and outside of the NHS, including John Rustell, Dr Madeleine Carter and John Lenny, all of whom spoke at the Creating Positive Workplaces and Eliminating Bullying session at this year's NHS Confederation's Annual Conference and Exhibition. I think if we are proactive and sharing the information in an appropriate way, you, you don't have to force people into an unhealthy environment. So I think people will feel more valued, more engaged, um, and there will be clear expectations of what we expect of them. Clearly this is an issue that's been on the, on the books for a long time, and so we would conclude that existing approaches are not tackling the problem. We don't think organisations should be told to hit a certain target, but rather they take control of this, acknowledge it as a problem and then work out what they are going to do. We know that this is a really serious problem. We know it's got really far stretching um, implications, lots of negative impacts for individuals, for organisations, for teams, patients. There's no quick solution, um, but it just needs energy and drive and commitment to keep it going. Firstly, we will focus on John Lenny, the Director of Workforce and OD at Pennine Acute Hospitals Trust, and some of the challenges he has faced with bullying and harassment in the NHS, and how he's tried to overcome this through good staff engagement. I think both the trusts that uh, I have worked at recently have had uh, challenges in relation to organisational culture and some issues around bullying and harassment. So to start with the organisation that I left in uh, February 2015, that's Wrightington, Wigan and Lee. That, that uh, trust, um, when I joined it four years previously, was just coming out of quite a difficult, challenging period in its uh, history. It had some compliance issues with the regulator and was working its way through an improvement plan and part of that improvement plan was focused on leadership culture with some um, you know some specific concerns around bullying and, and harassment in parts of the organization and I think what, what, I, what I would say that's a really positive um, reflection is that um, the experience there over a number of years over a sort of three or four year period is that um, it demonstrates it is possible to make significant improvements in um, in, in organisational culture in a way that's reflected in staff experience and evidence through um, the NHS annual staff surveys but also we were, we were able to pick up that positive journey of improvement through more regular pulse check surveys that we, we were undertaking on a, on a quarterly basis. There was a whole raft of uh, approaches that were taken but it, it was a, an organisational wide OD agenda focused around quality improvement with the patient at the centre with a really strong underpinning theme of staff engagement um, and um, I think what the kind of things that I, I, I'd say worked well was it, it's about kind of being really clear about what the uh, the purpose of the organisation is in terms of its, its, its vision and strategy 
being really clear about what the core values are and the behaviours that are aligned to those values and having a conversation with the organisation before you articulate those values and behaviours so that there's a, there's a level of involvement in the, in the shaping of those, uh, those vision and values. And, and I think then it's really about uh, over a period of time consistently reinforcing that through your management processes, your management practices, your leadership development uh, um, processes and your feedback tools and that's I think feedback is continual feedback is a really important part of uh, the process. Meanwhile John Rustell the chief executive of Managers in Partnership a trade union for healthcare managers highlighted the impact of workplace bullying and why it is important to take action. We should take action on workplace bullying in the NHS for a number of um, important reasons. Um, the first one is we've got persistently high levels of bullying reported in the NHS. Um, in the last uh, four staff surveys across the NHS, over 20% of staff reported bullying by either their manager or a colleague, so it's a, it's a high uh, degree of, of negative experience at work. Um, we should take action now because given that history, clearly existing approaches, whilst they might be doing some good, are not actually tackling the, uh, the problem uh, in full. Um, bullying is a, clearly a component in other problems, uh, notably discrimination. Um, and there are the um, fairly well understood uh, impacts on people's personal well-being, on their health, on their confidence at work, on their engagement, but also on the organisation's effectiveness. So uh, large, uh, large numbers of staff experiencing bullying are not going to be working effectively, so the organisational performance uh, also drops. But I think the main reason why everyone in the NHS should be thinking about it is that bullying behaviours um, have a negative impact on patient care and patient safety. Uh, and these can be um, pointed to in international research, which has done some work on how uh, disrespectful behaviour, bullying behaviour at work uh, affects patient care. And some of these um, impacts I think we are uh, aware of from things like the Francis report into mid-staffs, um, but they, they create um, an impact on patients that is negative and we should be worried about that. So it could lead to an unsafe culture, uh, distraction from clinical tasks as people deal with problem behaviour rather than the patient, um, an increased incidence of errors, um, disengagement, people not wanting to get involved uh, in their the, the work of their team, um, burnout, it's, it's emotionally draining, it affects the reputation of organisations and professions within the health service um, and it, it leads to poor rates of staff, so staff working in that environment if they've got the opportunity will leave, so you've got retention of staff it is a major problem. And finally Dr Madeline Carter, a senior researcher from Newcastle University, whose research includes investigating workplace bullying in the NHS, 
gave us her expert analogy of why bullying is an issue and some tips on how to tackle it in an organisation. We do have some um, evidence from research and experts and case studies to draw together some recommendations. One would be um, to recognise bullying is an organisational issue. A lot of people talk about it being a conflict between individuals or it's kind of dismissed as a personality clash, but really we need to look at organisational issues. One thing that's really key as well, I would say, is um, taking a multi-level strategic approach, so not just putting in place one little training package, one little intervention. Think about what you can do at the systems level, at the organisation level, at the team level and at the individual level. So you need to have a really broad-ranging approach to tackle this problem because it is so complex. The, the leaders and managers are really key to, to tackling this issue. They're the ones that can challenge behaviour that's inappropriate when they see it. They can intervene early. They're the ones who are role modelling certain behaviours, ignoring certain behaviours. Um, I think if you, as a, as a leader or manager, if you are ignoring even minor behaviours that you think are inappropriate and don't fit with the culture that you want to achieve, then address them. It doesn't have to be a major thing, but if you tackle it early, get it in an informal, relaxed fashion as much as you can, but it sends the really strong message that's not how we do things around here. If, if um, bullying issues do come to the level of formal, formal investigations and grievances, what we've heard from um, our research participants is that it's a really stressful, protracted process. So making that timely, providing feedback is incredibly important. There are a lot of different training options as well which are, which are available, but really we need to get people with the right skill set and being willing and able to, to put that, that training into practice. So feeling confident enough to do it, um, having a shared understanding of what bullying is and feeling empowered to actually challenge bullying. Thank you to all our guests today. In the next episode, we'll be looking at an example of best practice and exploring more practically how we can tackle bullying and harassment in the NHS. We will focus on the Royal College of Nursing and Birmingham and Solihull Mental Health Trust who have combined to try and reduce the amount of disciplinary hearings within BME staff to that of white staff in the NHS. They will explain the importance of a cultural ambassador's role in helping achieve their goal of equality within the NHS. If you, if you think you need to make a difference. It's, it's a really good project. It will make a difference to, to the investigations and disciplinary of BME staff and it will do an improvement on your workforce risk equality standards. And we will hear from Joan Sadler who will discuss why BME staff are particularly targeted for bullying and harassment in the NHS and how we can address this issue. We know that we have a platform from which to improve and um, clearly that's a longer journey, that's something about cultural change and there is something about the way people manage but at least now we have clear information that we can work with. We will see you next time.